0: Listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Saints shocked the Bucks nine to nothing at Tampa, covering as eleven and a half point underdogs. Bucks able to get no offense going. And listen, we knew going into this game the Saints defensively had had some success against this Tampa Bay team. But I think we're under-sowing it. They've had great success against this Tampa Bay. The only team really that's had success against the Tom Brady Buccaneers. But they lost some key pieces on offense, you know, Godwin, yeah. Godwin so, so, going out for the season.
1: So let's talk first, and we'll, we'll get to the take. Let's talk first about the, the game in general. A big surprise. Anytime you have a double-digit dog that wins and wins the game convincingly, that that's not a common occurrence. What happened? Was it a fluke? Was it variance? Is it the the— you know, wide-ranging outcomes that can happen, maybe. But when you're four and zero against Tom Brady in the regular season, now what's different about the playoffs? Nothing really, except maybe you could make the case the non-Tom Brady's are going to be a little bit more nervous. You know, there's times that some players step up, some players don't. Usually. If you are a veteran that's used to playing in the playoffs and such, you're going to do a little better. When you're the greatest winner ever in your sport, like Tom Brady, it's an advantage to have the high stakes of the playoffs. But don't forget, the lucky factor matters pretty much for every Super Bowl champion. And the Bucks are no different in that—and you remember this, AJ— is Saints were winning the game in the playoffs last year against Tampa— And they had their tight end break out on a pass. If I remember, it was a tight end. He was getting down into like the 20-yard line or so and got stripped from behind. And if the Saints would have just gotten a field goal in that game or in that drive, they would have been up double digits. And who knows what happens with Tampa. The fact of the matter is the fumble happened, recovery, Tampa wins, goes to Green Bay, wins, wins in the Super Bowl how different is history. But let's not act like in the playoffs Tampa got – or Tampa dominated. No, Saints were in a position to win that game too. And so now it's five games in which four of them clean – and remember last year it was that first game. It was like – what was it, 35 nothing Blowout. I I mean, these aren't – these aren't like they're winning games. I mean, if – this is more than that. Let's try to understand what this is first, because if it was repeatable, why isn't everyone doing it? I think it is broadly, you can explain it as the Giants formula against Tom Brady, which historically has been get pressure without blitzing. Now, that's like saying... You know, fit into all the the small size clothes as the way to get thin. No, you're explaining what thin is, not how to get thin. Well, what good football is getting pressure without having to commit a blitz? And the Giants in those Super Bowls were able to do that, and the Saints have been able to do that.
0: Yeah, Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport, both healthy in this game, both you know registering sacks. Uh, that was a, a major factor for this game, and really the yardage that came with those sacks—four sacks for 30 yards—and in key moments, really killing some Buccaneers drives. So the, the, the pass rush, and like you said, getting there without a blitz was huge for them last night.
1: And it's something the Saints have been able to do consistently against the box, and. And it's not just—because here's the thing. Pressure only really matters if the quarterback doesn't have somewhere to throw the ball. You look at Big Ben. Big Ben, uh, for the Steelers, is getting the ball out quicker than anyone in the league. And Big Ben is throwing the ball, in some cases, too quickly. He doesn't want to take the hits. He doesn't want to fumble. He doesn't want to be sacked. All kind- I'm not saying he's being you know scared or anything— Though as quarterbacks get older, they tend not to want to take hits. Who would? Romo in that game was talking about a specific play down by the end zone where it was like, hey, if you wait another half beat, this guy gets open. And again, Romo's a former quarterback. Let's give him credit for that kind of insight. I don't know exactly how that play would have went or whatever. But what I know is that in general, Brady or statistically, Brady is the second quickest getting the ball out. And it doesn't matter if you can get pressure if the ball's out before. Even if you had a straight line to the quarterback, with you know, like remember you used to play, uh, you know, thousand, one thousand, two thousand, three, then rush, sure. you know, rush on three. And but you got one blitz every four downs. I don't know if you played yeah, that. That's how way. we like, blitz, and then, well, if the blitz can happen with no one blocking, and you still get the ball out, it means the blocking doesn't matter. It means the pressure doesn't matter. Brady often, as the second quickest thrower in the league today, can get the ball to the right place, even if you can't get pressure on him. They weren't able to. And you know why? The Saints have Lattimore, who does particularly well against Evans. You've talked about that, AJ, in the past. And the Saints, under Allen, defensive coordinator, play a combination of man coverage but not simple man coverage. And they were talking about this on Get Up today. Is uh, And I don't know exactly what all these phrases, but you hear things like man with the robber and this and that and the other, but it's complex. So now you get the beauty of man-to-man coverage. And think about what man-to-man coverage is. It is like we're better than you. Let's just We don't need a lot of strategy. It's the Joes, not the X's and O's kind of thing. And that's usually dumb. It's kind of dumb football in a way. Okay? Now you think about complex, you know, Dick LeBeau-type Steelers, blitz packages. That's supposed to be a smart man's football. Well, the Saints play a tough man's football, man-to-man on defense, but they do it in a complex way, which means now Tom Brady doesn't know where to go. He has to wait for a half a beat, and look, he's getting sacked. He's getting hit. So it's an interesting Reality about how good the Bucs are, or I'm sorry, how good the Saints are against the Bucs. But it's not necessarily repeatable because no one else has the complexity on D with the tenacity, with the pass rush. The Saints do when they're firing on all cylinders. So to me, at least in that regard, the Saints' performance speaks to them But it also speaks to a way anyone could beat Tampa, just probably no one gets to replicate it. Now, I think the injuries and such come to your conclusion, A.J., but first, do you agree with me about this game?
0: Yeah, the, the, and I don't know that everyone can do it. The Saints are particularly oh, – well, I'm,
1: saying, I'm saying no one else can do it.
0: Okay, I, yeah, I agree yeah, you with – well,
1: yeah, yeah, is no one else can do it. Okay,
0: the one team that I feel like maybe has the matchup advantages that the Saints do to be able to do that is the Rams, and we've seen the Rams have some success against this Tampa Bay team as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you're right that – you know the, the looks that they were giving last night are not something you see very often. Not a lot of teams are so willing you, to play straight man. You
1: already watched all twenty two, and you, you're breaking. I mean, like I can't do that. Can you watch the defense and know what kind of man scheme they're in? Yeah,
0: I, on the interception last night, you mentioned that Robert. And oh. what a Robert technique is is basically a trap technique. It's basically where the defense makes you they, they bait Trying you. In, bait, but they okay. bait you into thinking that a guy is open, knowing that that's where you're going to go. But the plan all of, all along is to jump that route, and that's what they did on the interception. I don't know that every team can play man on the outside, especially well, with the Bucks. Know,
1: I think they, we know they can't because this is the Saints formula that's been there since the beginning of last year. Yep. So it's not – this is an extension of it. It's like, hey, it worked again. But if any – these D coordinators are looking at every game. If they could replicate this, they would. I don't think anyone else can. So I don't think it speaks – if you're a Bucks fan, I don't think this game gives you anything to worry about at least the game itself, I think the aftermath of the game might. And let's segue there. I'm R.J. Bell.
0: We are straight out of Vegas. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: So what the Saints did is hard to replicate, but you don't think it maybe needs to be replicated. It causes some changes on Tampa.
0: Yeah, obviously playing man-to-man against a team, and you've talked about Tampa having such an abundance of weapons that it makes it hard for you to cover everybody. When those guys start to fall off, you saw Evans get hurt early in that game. You saw Godwin go out and not come back, and now we know Godwin done for the season with an ACL injury. You, The other guys on that team, the other weapons, Gronkowski, a health Question mark every every week. What we're talking
1: about here is the weapons that Tampa Bay has that they won a Super Bowl with. That if you look at it from today's perspective, there's an inconsistency. There's an uncertainty. That's been unmatched for Tampa
0: Bay. Yeah. And Antonio Brown coming back now, I mean, assuming that they, once his suspension's done, because Arian said, even though he said before, one, one chance to mess up and you're done, Arian's now softening on that. I don't so, think it's irony. So with, with
1: A.B., A, with Antonio Brown, uncertainty w- w- just intrinsically. Always. In his soul. Okay. <laughs> There's uncertainty in his soul. Agree. Gronk.
0: Physical uncertainty always with Gronk,
1: and and certainly late career. Sure. All right. So, it, it, would it be shocking if Gronk misses two playoff no. games? No. Okay. Godwin out, out for the year announced in the last hour or so. Uh, at least made went over the wires.
0: Okay. Evans. They now say week to week, so we don't even know when he'll be back. That's it's a that's a very broad way of saying that he's hurt right now. I, I don't know if we should expect him back anytime soon. Uncertain. Sure. So now you're counting on Scotty Miller, physics guy. Little Scotty Miller.
1: <laughs> and let me tell you, little Scotty Miller is a good punchline. He's I'm, I'm guessing he's a good human, but you know, more I think about it, I don't think most people are. So I'm going to assume generally that people maybe aren't. So I don't like think Scotty Miller is necessarily even a good guy, but you know what?
0: He's an uncertainty. It seems harsh.
1: Wow. Well, do you like the average person? No. So then, why would Scotty Miller be anything other than that? I feel like statistically, you, you
0: usually give guys
1: the benefit of the doubt. No, that's a bunch of BS. Okay. I think the average person's below average.
0: <laughs> I just good, coined. I that like phrase. that phrase. Yeah, I
1: just coined it. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, little Scotty Miller is a is a distraction. He's a oh, he can make that play and give and say, you're not building a team. I mean, if somehow the Lions had traded for little Scotty Miller, there wouldn't be any big excitement about the Lions' prospects for next year, no. right? Other than it'd be much more they won this game than they did. Well, I'm thinking in football you can pass, and you're saying there's uncertainty with passing for the Bucks. and let's not – lest us be confused. Tom Brady's kind of old, and we can look at these games late in the year – and say, oh, maybe it's a fluke. Maybe it's the Saints. Or maybe it's he's almost 50 years old. I mean, before long, he'll be getting asked at the movies, do you want the you know senior citizen discount? He's not that—I think movies do it at 55. He's not that far from that. And we're having fun with it for a second, but he is in uncharted territory. How quickly does the wall come when you're Tom Brady? We saw with Peyton Manning it came in like a matter of like two months. Yeah, And I'm not saying that's the case, but let's not act like it's impossible. So uncertainty to Tom Brady and the rest of the receivers. Literally, there's not a one that matters without uncertainty. Okay. If everything goes right, Gronk's healthy. AB is sane. Evans comes back healthy. They're fine. That With, with that receiving core, they're fine. But even remove one of them. If you just have Gronk and A, B left, or just pick any two, you're now below average at playmaker. How about running the ball?
0: Well, running the ball has not been a great strength for the Bucks. Four times this year, they've run above the the average four point three yards per carry is is the league average. Yes. Four times this season, they've exceeded that, and so they've been average or worse all but four times this season as a as a game based. Yes, and when you consider how elite their passing offense is, it should open them up. Has been for a yards per carry standpoint, you should be able yes. to get bursts on the ground because everybody has to worry about the pass.
1: Think about when someone's coming back from a 21-point deficit or so. They run a draw play or whatever, they get nine yards, it goes into stats. It's really what EPA and football outsiders are trying to do by saying all yards aren't created equal. In this case, you're saying, let's just use a counting stat, like 4.3, and say how often are they above average. They should be above average because they're able to pass historically this year so well, the Bucs. And thus, the fact they're not says if somehow they had to run, Probably not going to be looking too good, and thus that means uncertainty. So you got uncertainty at quarterback, probably less than any other uncertainty, but still you got uncertainty at playmaker for the Bucks now because of the health, and you got uncertainty with an ability to focus on the run.
0: There's a lot of cause for. Uh, Uncertain. Let's just say my,
1: the Bucks' prospects
0: uncertain. And here's the deal: the Bucks. You may not notice it the next few weeks. Panthers, Jets, Panthers close out the season for the Bucks. But if these things aren't resolved by playoff time, how do they get resolved? I don't think these things get resolved. How can A B become less
1: uncertain? Right? How do we know Gronk's one stretch pass away from having a back tweak? We don't. So, I mean, what you're saying is bigger than we're going to see in the next couple of weeks. Though so I think you're making a good point. It could be obscured, that that the problems could be obscured from the week's schedule coming up. Tampa might look like they're rolling, and the, and the Saints were just an aberration. It was just a fluky matchup thing, though they could meet in the playoffs. They could. It could be a 2-7 or 3-6, easily Saints and Bucs. That would be something to watch. But I don't think this gets resolved, but I think the conversation probably— gets tamped down, there's going to be less of it if Tampa rolls through these bad teams.
0: But you're saying, hey, the uncertainty's there. Yeah, just what they do in the next three weeks doesn't tell you what they're going to do in the playoffs. One other piece of uncertainty that
1: applied yesterday. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. Tom Brady passes bedtime. Tom <laughs> Brady at night. Tampa Bay Bucks career during his time with Tampa during the regular season one in eight against the spread, one winner, eight losers, losing by an average per game of almost 10 points and only five and four straight up, a team that obviously much better than just above 500 typically. Now, in night games, you're going to play better competition typically. So forget the straight up, one in eight against the spread. Vegas set an expectation nine times, and eight times Tom Brady fell short after dark. You know, they used to say, like in high school, nothing good happens after midnight, stay home. I, I personally, the best times of my high school life were after midnight. They had Star Trek marathons, <laughs> on
0: local syndication, but... <laughs> lots of hot chicks at those, yeah. man, lots well, of hot I mean, chicks. There was
1: Cinemax after dark. I mean, you know, a lot of time in the bedroom, but one in eight against the spread, I think there's something there. I mean, could, there has to be. it could be noise, but this is a guy that likes routine. Speaking of routine, we'll have tonight's preview with Minnesota, and we were one of the first to chart how much better uh, Cousins plays at one Eastern specifically. We'll get into that for tonight's game. If you look at the Super Bowl odds to wrap up the first segment, for the first time this season, Tampa Bay is not in the top two. Chiefs started the season as the favorite, the current favorite, four and a half to one. Green Bay now the second favorite, five to one. And Tampa Bay, 6-1, to one, the third favorite for the first time. Pretty good segment, AJ. Yeah,
0: and w- just to wrap it up. Oh, you got a, a little straight stat you're going to throw? Well, in? in the last two years in in, in Tampa, in Brady's time in Tampa, last night was the second worst game he's played per QBR at 18.3. Mm-hmm. The only one worse, last year against the Saints, where he had a four QBR. Yeah, it's, uh, you got to give the Saints a ton of credit. And you got to ask yourself if you're me.
1: We went 2-1. and one, We got two games left in the Super Contest you got to ask yourself, why didn't I—every time, you know, uh, there's—anytime there's a bubble in any market, let's say the housing crisis was a bubble, stock bubbles, everyone always tells you why this time's different. Remember that phrase, this time's different. I looked at Tampa— Eleven, eleven and a half. I said, "Ah, oh, I'm not playing the Saints. They got to taste some hell." That's yeah. That was what would have checking off of. Yeah. Well, that's what losing thought. You t- I mean, say there's things are either bigger. There's always going to be the vagaries, the different things in a given game, and it's always going to be because if it wasn't obvious, this line would have been five or six. It was like there's a reason you're getting 11 points, and I got yeah. I, I didn't listen. There's a I should have been playing. I should have played Houston with both fists. Oh. We're gonna get a bump. No, Trevor Lawrence is terrible. He's terrible. Now, one day is he gonna get out of this? I don't. I don't think. To be honest, maybe. I hope long enough to win my bet where he starts for three years. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's
0: always dangerous to say this time's different. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball.
1: in hindsight, is how bad Hardball's decision was. And here's why it's real simple. The number 42, not the meaning of the universe, but the number 42 is the number of seconds that were – you get that? Yeah. That's good. Is the number <laughs> of seconds left – I never even read the book. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, right? Isn't that Yeah. What? Is, uh, what with the 42 seconds, what is the other team going to do with that time? Because that's how much time was left. If the Ravens had kicked the extra point and made it with, I don't know, the best kicker in the history of the world. You feel good about their chances. Yeah, you better—let's make sure that we go with our backup quarterback, not the best <laughs> kicker in the history of the world. Okay. And before, it didn't make any sense because I, I agree with Hardball last time against the Steelers because the injury to their cornerback happened during—Humphrey uh, happened during the game. They didn't scheme to not have him. Right Here they scheme to be the team they actually played to a 60-minute draw against the Packers. But I digress, is if they make the two, we know what happens if they don't. The game's over. If they make the two, what happens? Aaron Rodgers gets 42 seconds, and here's the key. Because you might say, well, he'd get 42 anyway if they kick the extra point, RJ. Okay, what does he do with those 42 seconds if it's tied? Maybe... A screen or an out, a, a, a little feeler play, and if you bust for 15 yards or something, maybe you take another feeler play. And the odds of when someone's going that tentative to get downfield and kick a field goal in 42 seconds is um, you know, 5%. It's low. You agree with that, yes. right? What happens if the Packers are down one because they made the two? Desperation. It is the only thing that matters is scoring. Nothing else does, and there's no risk too big to take. Thus it's Hail Mary's, it's 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 laterals, it's the cow play, it's whatever. And you got forty two seconds, so it's like you're gonna get a lot of plays. Oh, by the way, it was the exact scenario. That Green Bay did earlier this year with 37 seconds. Remember Aaron Rodgers? Was that against Arizona? San Francisco. San Francisco. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Remember San Francisco? And he and he threw like the, the long pass over the middle, the long, and then he wouldn't throw those passes if a pick would lead to the game being over. That's the key. When a team goes for too late, it got to be within about 15, 18 seconds
0: because then the time doesn't really matter. You're saying 42 seconds was too long.
1: It's way too long because if the other team doesn't have any downside, if the receiving team, the team that's going to be down if you make the two, they are going to try to score as if it's the only way to win. You know why? Because it's the only way to win. Risk doesn't matter. If it's a tie game, yep, let's just go to overtime. It's like literally you're given all, and what's the odds of Aaron Rodgers getting a field goal? Thirty percent with forty two, maybe twenty. So literally, if there's twelve seconds left and you go for it in, in the two and you win, you win. It's pretty much ninety nine percent you want. This way, you're only about seventy five percent. So you've you just chunked off, you've just chunked off this huge part of your win. And that same time is almost meaningless in a tie game because they're not going to take those risks. That makes it a stupid decision.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.